Hello and welcome. My name is Julia Goodall and this is the Grounded Families podcast, a podcast for all families navigating life, relationships and wanting a little more joy in their everyday lives. Hi, welcome. In today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about intergenerational family patterns and stories. Um, this is also a really, really big topic. So I'll I'll dive in and just do a bit of an overview. But this is really, really important in, when you're doing family work in terms of the, the context of the family. Um, and that context is both very unique and also there's so much that's shared kind of culturally. Um, and it also touches on all of the other things we've spoken about before in terms of relationships and communication and ritual and rhythm. So yeah, it's a really kind of big topic, but it's so important to locate the family within that. So how I do this normally with family is just to ask a little bit about their history um, and particularly around both partners in the family. So what is the culture of both partners? Um, so what is the current culture, but also what is the historical culture? How do they fit in? What is their race? Um, how does that influence the way that they navigate the world and the way that they are treated within the world? These are really, really important things to look at. Um, and they'll speak to you so much about how they they do in their family will relate to um, yeah, being a family within the world, but also how they relate to each other within that. Some of this can be difficult for people to navigate um, and some of it can be traumatic. So it's really important to to go in carefully around things like this and around conversations like these. Um, but it's also really important not to gloss over them so that, yes, these um, subjects are difficult and, yes, they're uncomfortable often, um, but you can't leave them out of the picture of a family or you don't have a clear view of them. To get family started with this, I might talk about something specific in the room and then um, kind of zoom out from that so it feels um, more logical and less threatening. So we might talk about the way in which um, the couple relate to each other and try to make sense of that. So where is that from? Is that something they were taught? Is that something they observed? Is that something that's actually unique between the two of them, that that's something they've co-created? Um, and so often this will lead to such kind of rich and complex conversations around how um, <clears throat> yeah, their experiences as children, their experiences of their parents as children, um, and their experiences as an adult within a couple. Um, so yeah, this is really just such a, a wonderful thing to unpack with people. And these are people's stories. These are the, the stories they tell within their families and that they tell about themselves to other people. So there's also lots of pride in these stories. And it's um, important to offer people that opportunity to kind of show up and say, this is who we are and these are our values. This is the way we choose to communicate <clears throat> or this is the way that we communicate because this is all we've ever known. I don't want to go um, into too much detail around intergenerational trauma, but to say that there is um, evidence to support that these traumas are passed down um, through epigenetics. So epigenetics is about the expression of genes and so not necessarily the actual gene, um, but it's the way that a gene is expressed within a, a particular set of circumstances. 
And so we know that, um, for instance, people who have been in wars, um, people who have been in, for instance, the Holocaust, that there are epigenetic changes um, which are passed down to future generations. Um, and I think thinking at the moment about everything going on in the world around there's so many people um, dislocated and forced out of their own countries because of all sorts of reasons, usually political, um, and to really be mindful of that. So what is the historical context for people and what have they carried with them because of this? Does it show up in um, in an interpersonal way? Does it show up in in terms of mental illness and mental health? Um, yeah, just have a real think about how that's present and, and what it does to their current situation. You don't need to delve too much into this, um, but it's really, really important to to hold and to offer to people. So if it's something that they want to explore and want to speak about, then absolutely make space for that. This will also be an important conversation to have with couples um, around gender roles because we absorb so many messages from society around um, gender roles and, and what men do versus what women do, what consists of manly behavior, what consists of womanly behavior. There's all sorts of messages that we receive from birth around this and for influence how we um, take care of childcare, how we look after the home, how we navigate conversations about money, all sorts of things. And again, that's an important thing to dig into with people around what, how is this modeled for you? What what did you see and what are your thoughts now? Do you have differing perspectives um, to that of your parents or have you have you kind of adopted the way that you were brought up? Um, and again, to open this as an, offer it as an open conversation, but not to necessarily go too deep into this unless clients are interested. I'd also be really interested to know what parts of the family and what parts of the couple um, and what parts of individuals, um, what have they inherited in terms of resilience, in terms of, um, in terms of their stories, in terms of coping with difficult things, in terms of creativity, ingenuity, um, and really playful things as well. So ask about all sorts of things like that. It's really important around art and music and movement. Um, these are all really important part of a complex picture of a human being so we don't want to get too stuck in again in our heads around the way we communicate and the way we are in the world but physically how are we in the world how do we make sense of it how do we um, find joy how do we find um, connection with other people all sorts of things so a really really broad and complex mix of um, of a view of a person and of a family we might talk here again about values and what are the family values and to revisit those. So, okay, these are the family values that you inherited and same for the partner. What are the family values you want to create, the ones that you want to keep and the ones that you want to just ditch and say goodbye to? Um, and that, again, is a really powerful exercise to do with people. Um, you can get kids involved if they're old enough and, I mean, even really little children as soon as they are verbal in some way, we can ask them questions. What do you think about this? 
what are some of your favorite parts of family life? Like what are your best things to do at home? What are your best things to do with daddy? What are your best things to do with mommy? Um, ask them questions, get them involved, and they'll be involved in the way in which they can. So don't feel that you're putting too much on them. That's absolutely fine. Um, yes, and then you draw up a map of your current family values and your wished for values. So sometimes these will be things that aren't quite experienced in the family at the moment but something that you would like to strive for. So do you want to introduce more um, kind of activity-based things on the weekends? Do you want to be more organized during week on weekdays so that on weekends it's more about play or is it more about rest? Or is it about everybody working together in the home to get stuff done together? Like what is the ethos you want to um, create in the home? And how will you do that? So I've talked in a previous episode about ritual and rhythm, but this is also an important part of that um, in terms of the daily experience of of family values and family life. Um, so yes, a really, really rich and in-depth kind of topic that I deal lots with those in previous episodes. So it might be useful to go back. As part of my coach training, um, I recently listen to this beautiful podcast called um it's on the on being podcast but um krista tippett interviews i think her name is rachel yehuda i'll um reference this in the in the show notes but um it was such an interesting like real deep dive into how trauma and um and resilience is transmitted intergenerationally and they were looking specifically at um survivors of the holocaust and um veterans who'd gone to Vietnam so in the context of the Holocaust and of Jewish tradition it was so fascinating to hear her speak about how they memorialize um, trauma Um, and at first I thought oh that's it sounds awful but the way she describes this is that they have days and um, not celebrations but they mark days around traumatic events and traumatic experiences and she was explaining that what it does is it makes a makes a space and a, a safe container for these traumatic experiences to exist and coexist with people. And I love this idea so much it stayed with me um, around making space for difficult memories and difficult experiences and traumatic experiences so that these are not kind of shushed away or hidden away, but rather that there's a contained space for them and we remember them on this day um and and something about that containment doesn't means that it doesn't bleed into our everyday life in the way that we imagine it might um so yeah i just wanted to really share that and to think about it again in the context of families and what are really difficult family experiences that we've had or things that are part of our family's story that we will always remember um and will always stay with us but um yeah, we don't necessarily think about it on a daily basis. And how can we memorialize that in some way? How can we make space? What can a ritual be to remind us of a person or an event um, or a longed for person? Um, and yeah, I think I'll, I'll leave you with that. I'd love to hear from you and I'll chat to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. All of our show notes are on the website and please do like and subscribe and leave a review. 
It really helps other people to find us. Thanks so much. See you next time. Bye.